everyone, it's Ryan Croto here from the Elite Physical Therapy Podcast. For those of you who are new listeners to the Elite Physical Therapy Podcast, we are an outpatient-based physical therapy company based in Rhode Island, and we do have one clinic in Southern Massachusetts that evaluates and treats a plethora of conditions and injuries. This podcast series is a way to get you, the listeners, important information you need to know to stay healthy, avoid and prevent injury, help self-treat basic injuries, and just learn more about the physical therapy field in general. Today, I am joined by Amanda the Magistris, who um, is a practicing physical therapist and is actually the director of the aquatic therapy program we have here at Elite Physical Therapy. So Amanda, if you could say hello to the listeners for me. Hi, everyone. Thanks, Ryan, for having me. Yeah, of course. No problem. Um, so I have actually, um, the topic for today is obviously going to be about aquatic therapy because Amanda is the director here. And, and I've had actually the pleasure of being able to work I don't even know if I put it as work. Amanda put me through a crazy workout in the pool. That's what I remember it as, but we'll get into that later. Um, I just want, um, Amanda, before we kind of get into today's topic for you to just kind of tell the story about how you became a PT, the process you went through to become a PT so the listeners can know. So I actually don't have too much of an interesting story about how I became a PT. Uh, When I was younger, I wanted to do a whole bunch of different fields, uh, all of them in the healthcare, but I wasn't exactly sure which I wanted to do. And my mom had suggested looking into physical therapy. Um, At the time, I was a junior in high school, and I did a couple of clinical internships, school-based internships. And I thought it was an interesting field, and I really liked the idea of being able to work with people and and help improve their function. So I went through PT school. Um, I went to Quinnipiac University, and then I started up at Elite. Awesome. Awesome. Um, I looked at Quinnipiac. That was one of my top two schools. And uh, I know they have a really good program there, too. So I didn't know that about you. That's interesting. Uh, And then we're going to segue now into today's topic of aquatic therapy. So obviously, Amanda has a lot of knowledge on this. So I think this will be awesome for the viewers to hear kind of the benefits, what exactly you do with aquatic therapy and what type of people are going to benefit from it. So I guess uh, the first question I'd have for you, Amanda, is if you could just describe exactly kind of what aquatic therapy is um, and why it's beneficial to people. So aquatic therapy is just what it sounds like. It's doing the exercises in the water in an aquatic setting. Um, There's so many benefits to being in the water. We uh, operate at therapeutic temperatures, which therapeutic temperatures are between 86 and 89 degrees. Um, It actually sounds extremely warm, but it's not as warm as uh, an 80, 80 degree day. But regardless, um, it's a great opportunity for people to be able to go in the water, perform activities that they just can't perform on land, or just to strengthen up their muscles in a different setting. Gotcha. Okay. Um, So is there a reason why you don't want the pool to be um, below a certain degrees versus like why you would really want it warmer than colder? So it's actually based on your muscles and their ability to be able to recruit. If you're cold, you're not going to want to move. And if you're too hot, that's not good for your cardiovascular system either. So there's a very finite range in which you can appropriately get the muscles to recruit, um, be able to allow the warm water to relax the muscles and still be able to get a really good cardiovascular workout without um, causing any damage. Okay. That makes complete sense to me. What would you say are the most, I guess, common types of deficits or injuries that you will see in the pool or you will treat in the pool? We see a wide range of everything. 
Um, the most common, I would say, is probably low back pain. Um, we do get some, most of the times we get a lot of uh, lumbar fusions, surgeries, or anybody who's trying to prevent surgery. So we see a lot of those. We've seen a lot of joint replacements, uh, shoulder injuries, pretty much everything and anything. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So pretty much everything and anything. Yeah. And so the water, I guess, kind of so more or less from my understanding has a dual purpose to it. Obviously it has that buoyant force, which I'll have you kind of discuss. And then it also kind of creates a resistance too, for some people who want to get stronger. I think, um, you know, people think aquatic therapy, it's more or less just to offload the joints, but you can use it in other ways. Obviously when I got in the pool, my little story, you put me through a workout for someone who wants to build up endurance and strength. And that was probably one of the hardest workouts I've ever been to in PT in my life. So <laughs> if you could speak to those two differences kind of in aquatics, how you can have both. So there's three different principles that we work on in aquatic therapy. We work on buoyancy. So depending on the depth of the water, we can offload the joints, uh, take away some of the weight that you have on your joints, which is a really unique setting to be able to do that because there's nowhere else you can. Then we work on hydrostatic pressure, which is the pushing on the body just as much as we push on the water. So that's really good for circulation. It's good for blood flow, and it's great for edema. So any, any of that swelling that people get in the joints. And then we work on resistance. So unlike on land, every direction that you move, you get an extra resistance. It's multi-directional. Multi, um, so if you're raising your arm up, you have resistance going up and down versus on land, you're only getting that benefit going up. So it really allows patients to be able to strengthen their joints in a safer environment with less pain um, and to be able to do it quicker, which is a really big selling point for us. One of the biggest misconceptions that we have, and Ryan, you hit the nail on the head, is that a lot of times we have people think that they should only be in the water if they can't tolerate land, and that's just not true. There have been so many research studies out there that have proven uh, doing a combination of land and aqua therapy and doing an individualized program in the aqua environment is the most beneficial and it's a key factor to being able to get better quicker. Um, and it's just because you're utilizing muscles in manners and in ways that you can't do on land. Okay. So... So um, I would say that obviously starting with aquatic therapy sounds like obviously a good option, but it sounds like you're agreeing that you can you can pair aquatic with land too, um, to an extent. Um, oh, from what, absolutely. From, yeah. And from what I see, how would someone get into aquatic therapy? Do they go into the pool just for, just for people who are interested in aquatic therapy listening? Do they start off in the pool right off the bat or do they... Do they have to go through land-based physical therapy? If you could explain that process to someone of how they would come to elite physical therapy to get aquatic therapy. So we get uh, people into aquatic therapy in a bunch of different ways. Um, a lot of times it's that they go into the clinic, they have their evaluation with the therapist, and they can bring it up to the therapist that they're interested in it. Sometimes we have doctors that specifically order aquatic therapy that we've worked with in the past and, and really know that that would be a benefit for the patient. And then sometimes it's at the suggestion of the PT, where they might feel that having a change in their program is extremely beneficial to them. But I can tell you, Ryan, one of the biggest comments that I hear all the time from patients is how much they wish that they had done it sooner. Okay. 
I couldn't. Yeah, no, trust me. I, I, I uh, know a decent amount about aquatics in some sense. I was able to take some aquatic therapy courses and actually work with some patients in the pool in college, which is an awesome experience. And, and I definitely know that there's benefits uh, to aquatic therapy and that honestly, most people really would benefit from starting an aquatic therapy or a split between aquatic therapy and land base. Um, I guess this will help me segue into my next question of if you could take us through a normal treatment session for aquatic therapy, because it is different than land-based therapy and that um, there's uh, you're obviously in the pool with other people uh, and you obviously don't have the same type of equipment or setup as you would in a land-based clinic. Exactly. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. we, we have to get very creative in aquatic therapy. We don't have some of the nice nice weights. We do have our own equipment um, specifically designed for the water and for what we're trying to do. I can't say exactly that there's a set routine that we will put every single person through. It really depends on what we get um, and what the diagnosis is. So if we have somebody who is a, um, a back, we'll say, for example, which is one of our more common, we might do a functional walking based program. It's one of our back, it's called BACAB. It's one of the um, most successful programs that we have. And all of the exercises that we do, whether it's walking, marching, um, butt kicks, walking heel to toe, which are some of the exercises that we do, it's all done while walking across the length of the pool. And this is going to allow them to work on their balance, their um, proprioception, so some of the feeling, getting the sensation for where they need to be, and then the strength um, and control, which is all very important. Oh, yeah, no, for sure. And and I know for elite physical therapy, we have a few locations where people can get in the pool. If you want to just discuss the, the different locations we have Uh, So that way the viewers can know if they would like to kind of get into aquatic therapy, where they would be able to go if it's close to to their home base. So we have three locations currently. So we are at the Hilton Garden Inn in Warwick. That's on Thurber Street. We're at Pods in East Providence, which is on Commercial Way. And then we also have Atria in Lincoln, which is on George Washington Highway. And we have great physical therapists in all locations. Uh, and for the most part, we are there Monday through Thursday. Awesome. Uh, you know what? There was actually another question I wanted to to ask you before we kind of started wrapping things up. And it was um, more out of curiosity. Is there specific, I guess, uh, certifications or education uh, tracks you have to go through to become kind of aqua therapy certified in a sense like you would for getting an OCS or um, a neuro sports specialty? So as of right now, they're just starting to come out with more certifications. The entire Aqua team, we go through a series of training um, through ATRIC, which is where we are all certified. And uh, APTA has just started doing a certification program. So we're going to be going through that as well to make sure we have all of our certifications up to date. Perfect. So there you have it. We have the most up-to-date certified aquatic therapist here at Elite. We have three awesome locations, Once one in the central region of the state. I know it's not a huge state, but still, um, northern and southern parts. And obviously, we have just great therapists that are working there. Amanda, is there anything else you would like to touch on about aquatic therapy that you would like the listeners or followers to know before um, I kind of ask you your final question? 
It's a great setting. It's one of those, I have a fantastic team that I work with, and I really enjoy working with all the patients that we have coming through. Um, it's an unbelievable benefit, and I highly recommend that anybody try it at least once just to give it a shot and to see how much it could benefit them. All right. Well, you heard it here first from the Elite Physical Therapy Podcast. Everyone should give uh, aquatic therapy a try. I also will secondly recommend that. Um, like I said, there there sometimes tends to be this thought that, um, you know, you need to have like some type of necessarily like serious post-op injury to go in the pool, but you can go in the pool for a plethora of reasons. Like I said, when I went through my exercise routine with you. Um, so yeah, my last question, and I've been asking everyone this, uh, Amanda, is what is your favorite body region uh, deficit that comes into the clinic or um, post-op type surgery to work with? And, you know, I always have to explain, obviously, as therapists, this isn't to single out any therapist or any type of deficit. We all we like to treat a plethora of conditions. That's why we love doing the job we do. But if you had to pick one, I guess I would say, what would it be and why? <laughs> Sacroiliac joint. So uh, essentially the hips, low back, that region. Um I just find it absolutely fascinating. It's very complex and there are so many different parts to just doing that. And I find that so much of the time I'm able to get them back up and going with just some minor tweaks to what they're doing. And it's always been a joy to to work with those individuals. Again, I enjoy working with all different diagnoses and body parts, but I'd have to say that's probably one of my favorites. That's the first time we've heard SI joint on the podcast in the first episode, so... (laughs) There you go. That's a first right there. I don't know much. I, the SI joint is a very interesting joint to me. I, I mean, and I'll just ask this kind of as a, a lead off question off that. Would you say you have SI dysfunction that you can treat in the pool too? Because as we've talked about, um, obviously like lumbar, shoulder, there's a lot of things you could teach or not teach, but treat in the pool. Have you ever had any SI joint dysfunction in the pool that you've been able to work with and help? Oh, Absolutely. Absolutely. I actually have had quite a few where um, they've come to me and they've started describing their pain. And as they're describing it, I've have to block the land therapist in me and say, oh, I can't just jump in and do a correction here or there. (laughs) Um, But again, it's all the same, the strengthening and really stabilizing and making sure that they're strong enough. So when they do go to land, they do have the correction on land, that they're able to hold it and giving them the tools in the water to be able to really properly hold the corrections. Okay. And so obviously, uh, and I'm just going to keep building on this because you're giving me a lot of great questions I want to ask and let people know. Um, So you said jump in. Obviously, as the aquatic therapist, you're not always in the pool um, because sometimes there's multiple people in the pool going through exercise programs that you're working with at once. But we do offer to leave physical therapy and and you can delve into this a little bit more one-on-one therapy for certain people too, if they require it so people feel safe. Um, Yeah. So we have, as I said, a variety of individuals that we see. To be in the water with every single person, it makes it really hard for them to be able to see the exercises that I want them to do or the corrections, because a lot of times the movements are very particular. So there's instances where, yes, we do get in the pool and we might tweak somebody uh, just to make sure they're getting the proper stretch or they're getting the they're activating the muscles appropriately, but it's easier for them to be able to see what we want them to do when we're out of the pool. And it's easier for us to be able to show them and and guide them out of the water as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have individuals that come to us that it's a safety 
being around a wet environment in the water. We have a lot of balance. As I said, some of the programs we have are developed and designed around individuals that um, don't have very good balance and are at risk of fall. So those individuals we are right in the water with, we do provide one-on-one -on -one with them to make sure that they are safe um, in the environment and they're getting the benefits that they need. Awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, I can't even speak of it any more highly. Obviously, I'm going to suggest to everyone who's listening uh, who might be receiving the PT now or PT in the future to definitely try out aquatic therapy. Um, now, I know for a fact that not every outpatient facility offers aquatic therapy. So that is one of the awesome things we have here at Elite. Um, and yeah, Amanda, I just want to thank you again for coming on the podcast and talking about you know aquatic therapy. I think it was a very interesting discussion uh, that we had today. Thanks for having me, Ryan. Yeah, no, no problem. And of course, I want to thank all the listeners who tuned in for today's episode. We appreciate all of our listeners and followers here at the Elite Physical Therapy Podcast. I just want to remind you all to follow us on social media uh, platforms such as Instagram and Facebook by just simply typing in Elite Physical Therapy. And if you ever have any aches or pains, uh, you're having elective surgery or you want to get in the pool um, with Amanda and try aquatic therapy, just uh, feel free to give us a call at our main number at 401-737-4581 or schedule an appointment via our website online at elitephysicaltherapy.com. Tune in for our uh, next episode coming up in a few days. Uh, the guest is to be determined at this point, but when, when I uh, figure out who it will be, we will see you then.